Hello, and thank you once again for tuning in to Deathman Whispers with Dr. Opie, President of Souls of Hope, a non-for-profit organization located in Oak Park, Illinois, in the United States of America. Once again, it is my pleasure to be on this podcast to discuss domestic and sexual violence issues among our Ghanaian communities. If you have listened to my past episode, then you will definitely enjoy this episode number four because it is a continuation of some unanswered questions which has kept me awake since my last recording. As you are all aware, with every podcast, I would like to share a little story about Ghana, my motherland, so that listeners will know that despite the social issues that remain, the country is indeed very beautiful, a must-see, and a must-visit. After all, every country has social issues, but it depends on the resources and how the system fights those issues, right? Did you know that Ghana used to be called the Gold Coast? Well, let me tell you. First of all, Ghana is the number one country in the world for producing gold. According to geologists, the gold deposits and residue in Ghana is the size of a human being. Can you imagine when that entire body is hit? How much gold would that be? That's yet to be discovered. In fact, Ghana is number one in the whole of West Africa when it comes to gold mining countries and leads South Africa, Sudan, Mali, and Burkina Faso. In 2008, Ghana produced over 90 tons of gold, and today that number is even higher in the 100s or more. Ghana is also a major producer of bauxite, manganese, and diamonds. Indeed, we are rich in resources and minerals. I implore you to come along and investigate that for yourself. Probably worth investing too. In the last two weeks, some very, very sad stories came out of Ghana in the realm of domestic violence. I don't know if any of my listeners have had the opportunity to listen to any of those stories, but two young women under the age of 45, were brutally murdered by their loved ones. One was a marriage situation, and the other was a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. The married woman, according to sources, had been suffering abuse on and off from her very wealthy husband. Eventually, 
he beat her up into a coma and she succumbed to death from her injuries. At this time, the husband has been arrested and is being questioned. The boyfriend-girlfriend relationship was a story of the girl possibly cheating on him. He attacked her and slit her throat in a compound home. The girl's mom was coming from the store and had the chaos in her own apartment complex. She went to investigate only to find her daughter laying in a pool of blood, surrounded by onlookers and other neighbors. The boy actually attempted to kill himself, but was unsuccessful. And at this time remains in the hospital um, under close watch by the police. Some very, very sad stories um, going to show us that indeed there is a lot of pain out there. These are two out of many which do not make the spotlight to the news. It also goes to show that as that people are not seeking help. According to statistics, it takes seven tries for a woman to finally leave an abusive relationship. Sometimes they make it out, sometimes they don't. It is all part of the cycle known as Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome is actually a condition that occurs when the victims of the abuser, sorry, attaches positively. Stockholm Syndrome is a psychological condition hard to understand, but has been studied and found to be a tactic victims actually use to survive. Basically, the victim will do willingly what the perpetrator wants them to do, and they tend to believe that there is some kind of a good in the perpetrator, and so they put little or no effort to escape, and they just continue to remain attached to the monster. In some cases, even when the abuser gets into trouble with the authorities, the victim may even go out of her way to save the abuser. So for instance, if the abuser gets arrested, they may go and try to talk about positive things about the abuser just to get them back home. We see this very often where, especially in America, where the woman will actually go to court and testify on the behalf of the abuser or go and bail them out. But guess what? When that abuser is released, their very first anger is channeled towards the same loved one who just spoke on their behalf. Guys, the behavior 
does not change. Physical violence only escalates and worsens. And it's very psychologically troubling. The victim is also made to believe all the time how sorry they are. And sorry comes with affection, passionate sex, gifts in the form of expensive jewelry, high-priced items, which further sways the victim. The abuser uses this rather clever tactic until harm is done, or better yet, an irreversible harm to the extent of death. Stockholm Syndrome is known to be very common, especially among victims of sexual abuse and among victims of domestic violence. Victims are known to stay because they have been threatened by the abuser and made to believe that if they leave, the abuser will carry out with a threat. So often they are fearful. In some cases, victims stay because they just cannot separate the good behavior from the bad behavior, right? They beat you up and the next day they bring you roses at work. The doorbell rings. He enters with fine champagne find jewelry, and a ticket to your favorite show. The doorbell rings another time. He opens up to you. He's on his knees, so apologetic. I am so sorry for everything. You know I love you. You know I love you. And so the good side of the abuser is what you see. And when the bad side shows up, you just cannot separate the two. And you may even blame yourself that you may be the one provoking the physical abuse. And so it is deserving in some ways. The cycle just continues and escalates. Abusers will isolate and control you. They will prevent you from bonding with others or connecting with your families, connecting with the outside world. As a result, you will know nothing besides this monster, your children, and the four walls of your own home. You will never get out alone without him. And every time you try to get out, there's some guilt and the psychological impact is irreversible. If you are not lucky, your fate will be met in that home. We cannot discuss domestic violence without making mention of Stockholm Syndrome. Onlookers are often quick to judge victims by questioning, why didn't the victim flee? Why didn't she get out? Why didn't she report it? Oh, she's so stupid. If it was me, I would walk away. Oh, she's timid. But in order for us to separate our beliefs and to understand what the victims truly are going through, we need to first understand why and how 
Stockholm Syndrome happens and how we can encourage victims to seek help. Therefore, Stockholm Syndrome is definitely something worth investigating. And again, we cannot discuss domestic uh, violence without first understanding the background of Stockholm Syndrome and looking at the psychological impact that victims truly endure. So back to my story in episode three. Remember I was talking about a neighbor who used to beat on his wife and that my dad would go upstairs to try to find out what was going on and try to save her. I finally gathered the courage and I picked up the phone last week and I called my father because what I was trying to understand was to hear from him, okay, the horse's own mouth. Why did you not seek help for the woman? And why did you not seek to remove her from that environment? And so this is what he shared. The first thing he said was, Doctor, these things does not happen in Africa. How can I intervene on somebody's behalf? The first question I would be asked was, did you pay the bride price or were you there when she was getting married? The other question they will ask me is, how dare you intervene on somebody's household? You're not related to them. Do you know what the woman has actually done to the man? So if he's beating her up, how is that your business? Who do I call? And even if I did call the police and they came to remove the wife or separated the two, then... I should have planned to quit my job and to pack up from the neighborhood. There was no way I was going to be able to live there. I would have had to flee. This is unheard of. You can't just go and separate a married couple. It doesn't happen. That's not our culture. But what I can tell you is that the woman suffered at the hands of the man. One day, I went up there and she was bleeding profusely. He had hit her so hard and scarred her. I scrambled, picked her up. I ran outside, bought ice, brought her to our apartment and had her sit for about an hour. But in the end, she told me she had to leave and I had to let her go. That is somebody's wife. The system does not work that way. We have to respect marriages and we have to respect their culture. As much as the whole thing was very troubling, I did the best I can. When I hear it getting out of control, I go out there and plead on her behalf. There were many times I went up there and he would just kick me out and tell me to mind my own business and I just had to walk away. Wow. Wow. Stunning, yet revealing and collaborates with 
all that I am advocating for. The culture, the blindness, the stigma, male dominance. But when and how will this behavior stop? And when is it okay for a woman to freely report these situations and demand justice? When will our society start listening? And when will families stop intervening and telling the women to remain in useless, abusive marriages because of financial and social status? Oh, often women are told, he's the breadwinner, don't leave him. Who's going to pay to raise your children? Nobody goes to marriage and get divorced. You'll be labeled as the woman that divorced her husband. And no one will marry a woman who already has children with another man, a divorcee. Families give you a hard time when you try to get away. Little did they know that these monsters with narcissistic tendencies are torturing us. They are torturing the women. Don't look at me cross-eyed when I make the decision of leaving. Let me walk away. It is my pain. It is my burden. It is my experience. Stop looking at the luxury. Stop looking at what we have and listen to my pain. I've become his punching bag. I don't sleep at night. I am so fearful of him, fearful of my life, fearful of my children. I live each and every day in pain. But in a country where men dominate every aspect of society, you can understand why the women stay. Where is the liberation? Where do you start? Can you even get a job? Can you even get a trade? Can you live independently? These are some of the issues that drive women to stay because of financial dependence. There's a lot of work to be done. Resources are needed. Advocates are needed. If you haven't yet, visit soulsofhope.org to see how you can contribute and to see how you can come on a mission trip with me to Ghana and enjoy the beauty of Accra. Send me an email info at soulsofhope.com. Again, don't forget to visit my website, https colon slash slash soulsofhope.org. I would like to hear your story and I would love for you to be a guest on my podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Definite Whispers with Dr. Opie. I will see you back with episode five.